Slamming, ego, slamming, ego, slamming, ego, slamming, ayy. You already know what's up. What's that? Another home run. But you know the job ain't done. Till we hold that trophy up. What's up, everybody? Episode 533, Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. Second show of the day. It is December 6, 2023, and it is official. We've been waiting all day long. Juan Soto, Trent Grisham no longer are San Diego Padres. They are being told right now. Juan Soto has already been told that he is now a New York Yankee. New York Yankees acquire Juan Soto and Trent Grisham. The New York Yankees are sending Michael King, Drew Thorpe, Randy Vasquez, Johnny Brito, and Kyle Higashioka to the San Diego Padres in a blockbuster deal. Obviously, the biggest move here of the winter meetings. There was a pause in the, not negotiations, but we were just wondering because there were a bunch of names. Those same names were named back at like 1 o'clock Pacific time today. We knew the names in the deal. And then there was the holdup. Padres had a dinner. Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone were heading out of town and they were leaving, headed to the airport. Okay, when is this deal going to be finalized? And it just got finalized. Joel Sherman was the first to tweet it out that it was finalized. Still haven't seen the Jeff Passan tweet, which is interesting. I believe he just broke the news that Eduardo Rodriguez had signed with the Arizona Diamondbacks, so maybe that's what he was working on. Maybe I'm wrong here, but I have not seen a Jeff Passan tweet. So some fans, if you want to hold on to that, you can hold on to that, but come on. Everyone else is tweeting it out. Dennis Lynn has tweeted it out. And again, I'm reading from Dennis Lynn right here. Padres-Yankees deal is done. As you probably heard, according to a source, Soto and Grisham for King, Thorpe, Vasquez, Frito, and Higashioka. What are your thoughts, Padres fans? Let me know. If you want to join the show, you can click that link that is pinned up at the top of the chat. I love talking with Padres fans, baseball fans, about deals, about moves that are happening here. It sucks that we're in this situation. We obviously want to see Juan Soto as a San Diego Padre in 2024. We didn't want this day to come, but we were expecting this day to come. And now that it has come, I'm ready to move on from this <laughs> and start. You know, there's a lot of people that are going to be down about this, and you should be down. Like, I'm not saying you should be excited about it, but I'm not going to sit here and look into the past too much about. Oh, if they didn't sign Xander Bogarts, if they didn't give Manny the extension, if they didn't sign Darvish, if they didn't sign Crony. I'm not going to, we can't do anything about that. So going back in hindsight, I feel like that's just wasting time, especially on a night right now where, okay, the trade happened. Soto and Grish, they're gone. We can, I can hit on those guys and I'm going to hit on those guys. But really, I think what I want to do here is look to, okay, what did the Padres get here? What could happen here? in the offseason with A.J. Preller running the show? Is it Jung-Hoo Lee? Is it, you know, starting pitching obviously is a priority. What else are they going to get? Who is Johnny Brito? Who is Randy Vasquez? Who is Michael King? Who is Kyle Higashioka? You know, we're Padres fans. So who are the Padres getting back? I think that's of interest to a lot of Padres fans. So I'm going to get into that. There are a ton of people in here. There are a ton of people in the comments. I will get to the chat, Jeff Passan did just tweet something out here. Uh, full trade, 
Jeff Passon tweets here, and it's the trade that I've already mentioned. But Jeff Passon, I think he's like if he tweets it out, we know okay, it's definitely happening. Yankees receive Soto and Grish. Padres receive King, Thorpe, Vasquez, Brito, and Higashioka. From my point of view, this was going to happen. This needed to happen. There were Padres fans that said, Padres don't need to trade Juan Soto. But in my head, well, they kind of did have to trade Juan Soto. You didn't have to, but you did have to at the same time. That makes sense. If you wanted to build more of a complete roster, if you wanted room to spend, you needed a pitching staff, you need a first base DH bat, catching, which they acquire here, pitching, which they acquire here, and they're going to get, they get a top pitching prospect prospect in Drew Thorpe that can help in the future. I know Padres fans probably don't want to hear about the future right now, but Soto was not going to come back here long-term. Financially, the Padres had already committed money to other guys, and that's in the past. But like that already happened. You can't do anything about it. He wasn't going to come back. And so the Padres had to make the best out of this situation, out of these circumstances that they were dealt. A.J. Preller had to make the best out of this the, these circumstances. And I think... Yeah, it sucks that Juan Soto is not on the team. And I loved watching Trent Grisham play center field. I could watch that guy play center field all day long. But the Padres were done with the Trent Grisham experiment offensively. And Juan Soto is a great hitter, but he can't pitch. And the Padres in this deal, they get Michael King, who can be in the rotation. They get Johnny Breeder and Randy Vasquez, two guys that can be starters. They can be in the bullpen. The Padres have lost relievers in this bullpen. They need relievers. And uh, Brito, Vasquez can fill that. We'll see what, and this is not just about the Juan Soto deal. This is about what are the Padres going to do with the money that is freed up in this Juan Soto deal now. Because how much money did they free up in this Juan Soto deal? $33 million from Soto. And then six about $6 million from Grish. So that's 39 and how much is Michael King going to be making this next year? Less than $4 million, probably. So you saved, what, probably over $30 million in this deal? Definitely, I think, over $30 million. So how are the Padres going to spend that money now? You're going to spend it on starting pitching. Are they going to acquire starting pitching? Are they going to go after Seth Lugo and try to bring him back? Who are they going to, like, because... Some might want to bring up Yoshinabu Yamamoto, right? And Blake Snell, oh, reunion, because they opened up a bunch of money. But Blake's going to get paid this offseason. Yamamoto's going to get paid. I don't see them playing at the top of the market there. It's not just starting pitching holes that they need to fill. Like, you want multiple starting pitchers. You probably want another reliever. I know they acquired a couple here. Probably want another one. Outfield, That's those are two big holes now. Who's going to play the outfield? Fernando Tatis Jr. is the only outfielder for the Padres right now. And he's the right fielder right now. Don't know if he's going to move to center with Grish going, but the Padres don't want Jose Azokar playing every day in the outfield in 2024 on opening day. So they've got to make some moves here. Is Randy Rosarena going to be talked about here? I'm sure he will be. There's probably some other trade targets, someone like Max Kepler with the Minnesota Twins. And then there's free agents out there. Cody Bellinger, I would not take that big risk if I'm the Padres. But there's guys like Tommy Pham out there that if they're given a starting spot one year, I'm not saying Tommy Pham's like the best Padres target, but guys on one-year, two-year deals, you can go get those guys. Jung-Hoo Lee, 
MLB Trade Rumors, I think, projects him to get five years, $50 million in free agency. That might, the Padres might not want to wait because remember, they had to wait on Ha Sung Kim's development coming over from Korea. So do they want to wait on that? Or they could go sign him and he ends up being the center fielder. He's not as good defensively, I don't think, as Grish is. You know, there, there's not very many guys that are as good defensively as Trent Grisham is. But hopefully he'd be able to bring some more offense than Grish would. And if you sign Jung-Hoo Lee, let's say, to like a five-year deal, then that's a guy that's going to be there, you know, long-term. Five years, I think that's a pretty long time. And you could have that locked down. And we'll see what happens. Jacob Marcy could be available at some point in 2024. This roster, be prepared for it. This roster is going to get younger and younger here. And it needs to. I think it's, it doesn't mean it's a bad thing that the roster is going to get younger. That these pitchers, you know, Randy Vasquez, Johnny Brito, for example, I think the Padres have their full control, or at least five years, because these guys just made their debuts this past season. Michael King, couple years of control. You insert him into the rotation. If it doesn't work out, he can be like a Nick Martinez. They just lost Nick. This is a cheaper Nick Martinez if he doesn't work out in the rotation. Or he could end up being a Seth Lugo where he ends up proving that he can be a starter all season long. So if I want to, I want to get back to what the Padres got here. All right, you give up Soto. Padre fans wanted Jason Dominguez. They wanted Spencer Jones. But that just wasn't realistic here. One year of Juan Soto guaranteed. Will the Yankees extend Juan Soto? I don't think so, but they could sign him long-term, let's say. And then we might look back and be like, dang, we should have got Spencer Jones or Jason Dominguez out of that deal because we allowed Soto to go to the Yankees and they locked him up long-term. But it's only one year guaranteed of Juan Soto. And Juan Soto is a great baseball player. Obviously, a great hitter, one of the best hitting talents that we've seen. But it's one year. And so we had to be realistic. Jason Dominguez, Spencer Jones, you got to throw those names out. As much as you wanted them, and some Padres fans might be pissed off that they didn't get those guys, you had to throw those guys out. You have to be realistic. What were the Padres' needs? Pitching, pitching, pitching. They got a catcher in Kyle Gashioka. I feel like they're not going to go get Gary Sanchez now because they have Kyle. They have Higgy. And so it'll be Higgy and Campy as the two catchers. They can have Brett Sullivan. Maybe they bring Austin Nola back as AAA depth, you have that, but they got the pitching, right? In this deal, you got a starting pitcher, the better of the two between Schmidt and King. You got a top pitching prospect that can be at the top of your rotation, hopefully in, in a couple years, alongside someone like Robbie Snelling and Musgrove at the end of this deal. We'll see what happens with Darvish. Lesko, I feel like, is a little bit behind those guys, but there's Iriarte, there's Mazur. This is another big opportunity for A.J. Preller and the Padres to actually develop pitching and have not, not everyone homegrown, but have guys that are coming up in the system come up to the big league level and help this San Diego Padres team win games at the big league level. Not be flipped in a deal, but actually go help at the big league level, making not a whole lot of money. It's going to have to happen for this Padres team if they want to be sustainable here because the payroll is not going to be $250 million every year. Even if Peter Seidler was here, that wasn't going to happen. They were already going to be trimming payroll even if Peter Seidler was still here with us. And it's unfortunate, obviously, that he's not. But that was going to happen anyway. And you get Vasquez, you get Brito. One of them was the 13th-ranked prospect in the, in the, uh, the Yankees' farm system. Sure, Padres fans probably don't want to hear that right now. 
But I'm just saying there is talent that the, that the Padres are getting back here in these deals. Vasquez was the 13th ranked prospect. Both debuted for the New York Yankees at the big league level this past year. They have essentially all of their control. The Padres do for these guys. Both of them did start some games, went like five innings in some of these starts, so they can start. It's pitching depth. The Padres needed pitching depth. And you might not know who Randy Vasquez is or Johnny Brito is right now or Michael King even or Drew Thorpe, but you'll get to know these guys. And I'm trying to look at this optimistically because I knew that this was coming. I've known that this was coming for a long time, that it just wasn't going to be able to work. And now the Padres, they have room. And again, that's a big question. We'll see what happens with Drew Thorpe. Drew Thorpe, he might not end up working out, but in a Juan Soto deal for one year of Soto and a couple years of Grish, who's hitting under 200 the last two seasons, each of the last two seasons, I think it's someone that you're willing to bet on. The top Yankee pitching prospect, him and Chase Hampton, and the Yankees didn't want to give up Thorpe. They were willing to give up Hampton. Padres got Thorpe. Yankees didn't want to give up King. They'd rather give up Schmidt. The Padres got King. So they got two of the pitchers the Yankees didn't want to give up in this deal. They get a backup catcher who is one of the better backup catchers, I would say, in Major League Baseball. And then Brito and Vasquez, young arms. We'll see what happens with them. And they've got a lot of control. This Does this deal make the Padres better today? It's hard for me to say it makes the Padres better because Juan Soto was such provided such a big impact for this Padres team. And Trent Grisham even defensively provided an impact for this Padres team. And he came up big in those clutch moments in the postseason in 2022. But it's not really, it's not all about, obviously some of it is about if the Padres got better in this deal. It's hard, it's like impossible for the Padres to get better when you're dealing away Juan Soto, right? But it's more about what are the Padres going to do with the money that they have freed up now? Because that's one player that was making over $30 million. Now they can spread that through some other holes that they need to fill on this roster. Now they do need to fill left field, right? They And center field. They just traded those, so they do need to fill those. But it could be for cheaper guys. You could sign some guys to long-term deals, semi-long-term deals. It's not one year of a guy that you know is not going to come back. And the Padres didn't win with Juan Soto on their team this past season. They can win without Juan Soto. Teams can win a World Series without Juan Soto. And you look at other star players around Major League Baseball in the history. You look at the Nationals in 2019, they win the World Series after Bryce Harper leaves to the Philadelphia Phillies. There was a bunch of talent on that team. Guess what? There's talent on this Padres team. There's still Joe Musgrove. There's still you, Darvish. Michael King. I, I like the talent there. The guy had a sub-3 ERA this past year. There's still Robert Suarez. There's still Fernando Tatis Jr. on this team. There's still Manny Machado on this team and Xander Bogarts, and Jake Cronenworth as of now, and Hassan Kim, and Luis Camposano. He performed pretty darn well offensively at, as the, the starting catcher this past season. Mike Schilt, I have confidence in him managing this team. There's still a lot of talent. There's a lot of teams that would love to have this Padres roster right now. So I'm trying to look at it that way, positively, last half full. It's not the end of the world that a guy with one year of control ended up leaving this team. Sure, a Padres fan's going to be pissed off at A.J. Preller because we shouldn't have even been in this situation if they wanted to have him long-term. There's deals that you shouldn't have signed players to 
because you should have had an eye on Juan Soto long term. Yeah, but I don't really feel like going through that right now and going back on that because that's wasting time. All we can do is look forward to what is going to be happening right now. What's going to happen in the future? What can these players possibly bring to this Padres team? And really about what this deal was about is bringing in some high upside guys, some arms, which you needed, and creating more flexibility. And that's what the Padres did. They weren't going to get a better package than what they got from the New York Yankees. Jason Dominguez wasn't realistic. Spencer Jones wasn't realistic. They got King, who the Yankees didn't want to give up. They got Thorpe, who the Yankees didn't want to give up. They got Kyle Higashioka. They got a couple arms that the Yankees were willing to give up, but those guys would have been major league pieces for that Yankees club next season. So there's impact guys the Padres got, and the Padres are not done. It's not like they're going to sit here and just, you know, put the, the money that they got, the free money, or not the money they got, but the money that they saved, and they're just going to pocket it and not spend. They're going to spend. They have around $200 million is what the reported targeted number is for the payroll for 2024, and they have room to spend now. They didn't have much room. They had $11 million. It was at 189. That's like no room. That's like a starting pitcher. Now they opened up over $30 million more of room. They have over $40 million of room to spend. And now this is where the real offseason starts. What are the Padres going to do now with the money that is opened up? Is it going to be long-term deals? Is it going to be one-year deals, trades? Who knows what's going to happen? But this was the huge domino that we were waiting for A.J. Preller to tip over because now deals can start to really happen for this Padres team because if Soto was still on this team right now, they, wouldn't be, they couldn't make a bunch of moves because it wouldn't be guaranteed that Soto was going to get moved and they didn't know who was coming back, how much money they'd be saving in this deal to go spend on other parts of the roster or to replace Soto, replace Grisham with cheaper players. Um, so now they can really start doing this. So I'm curious what your thoughts are on this Juan Soto deal, it sucks. It sucks that the Padres are in this position. You want Juan Soto on this baseball team in 2024. You acquire Juan Soto from the Nats. A.J. Preller says three pennant races. Peter Seidler tells Marty Caswell, essentially, yeah, we're not afraid of $500 million. But a lot of things have happened since then. And the Padres were in this spot. And they had to make a move. And I think they got the best deal that they could have gotten realistically from a team. And that's just what A.J. Preller and the Padres had to do. They had to make this move, had to make the, the, the best out of this opportunity that they had, the best out of these circumstances that they put themselves in, and partly the circumstances that were put on themselves. With Peter Seidler's passing, with losing the TV deal, with not making the postseason, which they were expecting to, to make, and they were going to have a bunch of money coming in, right? Some of the things they could have controlled, that they would have played better last year, they would have gotten millions of dollars from postseason revenue, and who knows what would have happened. Maybe Soto's still on the team, but you can't change it now. Now the offseason really starts for this Padres team. All right, let's see if there's anything social media-wise here that I should get to before getting to a couple people here in the green room. Yep. Major League Baseball already has the Juan Soto New York Yankees Photoshop. 
on there with the big two, the new big two in New York, Juan Soto and Aaron Judge. So that's going to be on the cover of the New York Post probably tomorrow, the back page. The San Diego Padres have officially tweeted it out as well. And they have all of the players photoshopped. So this thing was official probably a while ago, or at least the Padres social media department graphics people saw what the return was going to be because these guys are already photoshopped in Padres uniforms. Michael King is in the middle. Drew Thorpe is in the top right. Kyle, Higashio Kyle Higashioka is bottom left. Johnny Brito is bottom right. Randy Vasquez is top left. So if, you, you're, if you're looking on the Padres account right now and you don't know who these guys are, that's who they are. That's what they look like. You might be looking at them for the first time. I'm sharing my screen right now. That's what they look like. Randy Vasquez, Michael King, Drew Thorpe, Kyle Higashioka, and Johnny Brito are the new San Diego Padres. Let's see what the San Diego Padres have to say. Maybe A.J. Preller has a statement here. No, it just says who they acquired. A.J. Preller announced today. There's no quotes from A.J. Preller in this press release. So we're just going to have to wait for him to talk to the media, give his thoughts. Obviously, he's going to say we didn't want to trade Juan Soto. He's a great talent. And he's going to spin it positively like I tried to just spin it positively right there. Yeah, it's a sucky night. And for those Padres fans that are going to be yelling and they're pissed off that Juan Soto is not a Padre, yeah, it sucks. But I've kind of already got over me being pissed off about it because I already had that thought weeks ago that Juan Soto wasn't going to be a Padre. And we've talked a lot about the Padres being the situation that they put themselves in Bryce Miller of the Union Tribune was on the show for the two-and-a-half-hour live stream earlier today talking about the situation and what has led to this. So we've been through that, but I feel like right now it's about getting Padre fans' reaction to this and really what's next. So we got Pedro. I see him in here, passionate Padres fan. What's up, man? How are you feeling? Juan Soto, no longer a Padre. Hey, what up? Can you hear me? Yep, I got you. Oh, okay. Hey, yeah, that was just like, it's, it's kind of crazy uh, offseason we're having our, like, with the whole Seidler, the the manager move. It's like a soap opera over here. It's like, you know, even even though you might be disappointed in the whole Soto or if you were a Bob Melvin fan, uh, you know, there's, there's no uh, lack of drama going on. So it's like good for content for you guys, for the fans to stay engaged, like, you know, we thought we we're like, oh, we're moving on to San Diego State or, or uh, all these other the what was it? I'm not a soccer guy. The the girls soccer team and then the MLS yep. team. San Diego Wave. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I'm I'm just kind of what we don't know kind of is uh, the drop like that never got broken down. Like the whole like what 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 was the dysfunction? You you know, Schilt's been interviewed. Bob Melvin, uh, Preller, and, you know, they, they just kind of beat around the bush. But, you know, maybe this was like a necessary move that they had to do because there was too many. What's what's the analogy or the metaphor? Too many cooks uh, in the chef. kitchen. Yeah, exactly. Like they, 
that's I don't you know, know I don't I don't I don't really uh-huh. look at it that way. Like Juan yeah. Soto's a great baseball player and he helps this Padres offense. Yeah. He was their best offensive player this past year. I don't no, look no. at it as uh-huh. they had too many personalities in there. Yeah. I look at it as the Padres needed to deal Juan Soto so that they could build more of a complete baseball team. But they, but didn't, I mean, they, didn't, they didn't want to trade Juan Soto because oh his personality in the clubhouse. They no, I don't, I don't they say want like maybe, Juan Soto. I don't think maybe Soto in particular, but like maybe for whatever reason we don't know behind the scenes what was going on, like who was beefing with who. Because uh, if if they want if they really wanted Soto, they could have got rid of somebody else. Like you know they you know they could have done. Could they have? Could they have though? They like they could have. Who's got taking rid of, Who's taking the Jake Cronenworth contract? You're not going to trade Hassan no, no, I'm saying, one but, year. I'm, I'm saying the, the big, the big four horsemen guys. Like they could have, they could have done something it's there. No just, trade clauses. There's no trade clauses. No, I mean they would have to like talk to them and say, hey, you know, uh, you know, whatever, you know, stuff, stuff happens, you know. But like the Soto route was the easier route, and you know, for whatever reason, that, that's what I meant in the morning. I was like, the writing was on the wall because Soto had a great year. The the failure of the season, and then this this whole uh, you know even Otani you got to put Otani in there. We don't know. I, I guess Eduardo per, or is it that Rodriguez guy just got signed to uh, Arizona? He, Arizona, yeah. So look at like it's like an arms race already. It's not just the Dodgers we're facing. It's Arizona. They got young bucks coming up. We got our young bucks. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be too disappointed as a Padres fan. We got. Uh, young guys in the pipeline. Like if you if you go to some of these Lake Elsinore games, these guys are are the real deal. Like the even the Savala kid, guys that we don't really hear. We always hear about Jackson Merrill, uh, the Lesko guy. I was at Lesko's first game. He he was on fire there. He was throwing high nineties. Uh, so like you know yeah no doubt work. no doubt the no doubt the future is bright with yeah it, it's it seems like the future is bright. But and we got a, a lot, lot of Padres team, fans, team already, like you said. So, a lot of Padres fans don't want to hear that right now, though. I understand yeah. it. I, no, I understand no Padres yeah. fans being irritated. Yeah. Um, but you, I still you think this. I still think this Padres team is a good, talented uh-huh. baseball team, and they can make the yeah, postseason yeah. next oh, year yeah. without Juan Soto. Obviously, it depends on what moves happen the rest of this offseason. But I'm not going to sit here and say that. Oh, go as far as Tom Verducci. Like he said in Sports Illustrated about how the Padres, you know, their push for the World Series is over. No, they're still they oh, can still right. go try to win the World Series. You don't have to have Juan Soto on your team to go yeah. win the World Series. That, that goes back to the Diamondbacks. It's like it's more about team chemistry. It's like kind of they're they're trying to mix it up. You know, Soto was the easier you know out of the clubhouse because he he's the other guys like you say no trade clause. You got to kind of spin it to them. Uh, and the, that was my main thing last season. They should they should have kind of waited on the Machado thing, the extension, and that's where a lot of Padres fans they want the roster construction, but then they want to keep all these superstar players. So you you can't have uh, both. You can't have Snell, Hader, Soto, extend Kim, uh, and then you know have a complete roster. You kind of have to like it's almost like these NBA super teams, like the LeBron thing. In the the heat, they they had those top three guys, and then the rest were like league minimum. So that's kind of how 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 it's gonna be. Like if you have the top of your uh, roster filled with uh, 100 million plus contracts, then the rest is not gonna be filled unless you got a a good farm system. But but I just wanted to say like you know that it's uh 
not the end of the world. And hey, maybe we do better this year. And Soto, I think, aren't they coming to town this year? The Yankees? I believe so. Yeah. That's good. That's going to, that's going to be a good little uh, ticket right there. So, and like I said, my dad's a Yankees fan. He just came from New York yesterday and they, let me tell you, New York city, you don't, you don't know how good we got it here in, in, in uh, Southern California. It's like over there, my, my aunt, she can't even go to the grocery store, the bodegas because you get robbed. So let them have soda. <laughs> and, you know, you know, we got, we got plenty over here. You know, it's, it's not the perfect over here too, but it's like over there. It's, it's a joke. It's crazy. So I just, all right. Best yeah. You're, the you're, soda and all, all those things. Yeah. And uh, you know we'll we'll see how these uh, young bucks shape up and and the catcher he's no he's a pretty good too the the hash, yeah it's the solid it's guy. a solid yeah yeah they were going to give the us end of the world yeah they were going to give us uh, Dominguez and all of that that's like a young version of Soto in my opinion but uh, yeah he's still, it's un, it was unrealistic to ask for yeah. that and it, but, it, it uh, was unrealistic to expect that yeah but appreciate the content again and then you're you're the you're the top dog over here so. Keep, keep up the good work and let's see how the, I want to see how like Soto and then what Bob Melvin, when he comes to town, like all these, uh, and then we, we got to wait to see what Snell and Hader, Hader left on bad terms too. I think he like quit on the team. So Snell, he was, he, you know, he, he kind of had his ups and downs, but, but for the most part, he was good with the, the crowd and, and the teams. He wasn't like a distraction besides his, mm video game stuff, I guess, the first two seasons where he, he didn't turn it on to the second half of the season, which but uh, but uh, let's let's see how the season turns out. Hey, we could win the World Series and guess what? Soto's a free agent, so maybe the Soto lovers uh, and, and I'm a, and I, I my little my little six-year-old, he had number 22 in the Little League, so he had a lot of Soto love. I got a Snell jersey for my, my significant other, so like you know, there's no hate over here. I just, I like talking straight like it is. And I didn't like the stuff that Soto would do during the base running mistakes, the mental errors. Like if, if you're going to pay someone. He wasn't, yeah, money, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't, so, you're, you're kind of cut, you're kind of oh, cutting no. up. So I'll we'll, let you we'll, go here. All but, right. Uh, all right, guys. All right. Yeah. Have a good night. I want to, yeah. Thank you, Pedro. I don't want to cut you off, but you're kind of chopping. You're, you're kind of choppy. Um. So, yeah, I mean, Soto, he's not a perfect baseball player. He wasn't a perfect baseball player, but he's a really good offensive player, a heck of a talent. I think if you didn't want Juan Soto on the baseball team, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, he's a really talented baseball player, and he, he can help your offense, but it's not the end of the world, you know? And a lot of it depends on how A.J. Preller and the Padres, how will they replace Juan Soto and Trent Grisham in center and left how are they going to replace Blake Snell and Josh Hader and Nick Martinez and Michael Waka and Seth Lugo? How are they going to do that? That's a question. Are they going to get an actual first baseman DH bat? That's a question. What's the depth going to look like here? I'm, I'm very interested in seeing what they do starting pitching-wise and outfield-wise. Because Preller, you don't make this trade and not have any idea of which outfielders you're, you're going to go target. Right, it's not like you just make this deal. Sure, you you make the deal because you pretty much have to. But we know AJ; he thinks ahead and he has targets, and he's always scouting. He's a scout at heart. He was at the scouts' dinner tonight. That's what was holding up some things, right? 
So he has someone, not just one, it has to be a couple. He has people in his head of who he wants to go out and target, and I'm very interested in seeing who those people are going to be. We know Jung-Hoo Lee is one of those guys. I want to get back to real quick, just want to, and we'll get into more of these players probably as the offseason progresses and as we get into spring training. But I just want to go over briefly, you know, a paragraph or two that I wrote here on Gaslamp Bowl about all of these players here that the Padres are getting back. Michael, Michael King, he was the key of the deal. According to Kevin AC earlier today, posted a 275 ERA this past season, 202 ERA, 241 FIP in his last seven games as a starting pitcher. It's like Seth Lugo. It's a question mark. Is he going to be able to be a starting pitcher long-term, all season long next year? Don't know the answer to that. And yeah, I definitely understand some Padres fans that are going to be like, really, the main piece we got back was someone that we don't even know if he's going to be a successful starting pitcher in the rotation, and we traded away Juan Soto for that. I understand that. But Michael King was the best reasonable pitcher to get back, starting pitcher in that from that Yankees rotation. Clark Schmidt? Not as good as Michael King. Go look at the baseball savant numbers. Go look at the actual like baseball reference numbers. Not as good. Padres got the best of those two. They got the best of the two top pitching prospects. AJ did the best that he could here in this deal. Clark Schmidt, viewed as the lesser, good for AJ for standing his ground. Yankees didn't want to give these guys up. The Padres ended up getting these guys. Drew Thorpe, 252 ERA in his first minor league season with a great whip. Under one, Hampton, on the other hand, it's not like he was terrible, but a 3.63 ERA in his first season with over 30 fewer innings than Drew Thorpe had, and he had a 1.14 whip in his first minor league season. Drew Thorpe, don't know if he would be here in, in 2024, but 2025, I think, is when we can expect him to come up. And then you got Brito and Vasquez. Brito. Five-plus innings seven times in 2023. Vasquez started five of his 11 appearances in pinstripes this past season. Not a ton of experience from those two guys, and they are question marks there, but they are controllable arms, and the Padres needed controllable arms in this deal. Drew Thorpe, when he comes up, he will be a controllable arm, and hopefully he can be the next ace of the Padres, and it's not going to cost the Padres a ton of money, and that can really help this Padres team win games consistently and vie for the NL West and be better in the regular season. And really what we care about the most, right, is just getting into the postseason consistently. This Padres team has not been able to do that under A.J. Preller. When you had a Hall of Fame talent like Juan Soto, and I've said this previously, I said this today earlier, you have to maximize the value. And I think in this deal, the Padres maximize the value that they could get back for Juan Soto as much as they could. Could they have gotten more if Trent Grisham was not included in this deal? I'm not so sure about that. I'm not so sure about that because I think the Yankees value Trent Grisham to be a fourth outfielder because right now they've got Soto, Judge, and Verdugo. Dominguez is hurt. Who knows when he's going to return? Having Grisham as your fourth outfielder, Judge, he it's not like he stays healthy all the time. There could be an injury somewhere else in the outfield as well. Soto plays every day, but who knows about Verdugo? And to have a guy that's a gold glove center fielder not making a ton of money in 2024, right around $6 million, 
have that guy be able to go in deep and late in games with a lead to play center field. And maybe you get Soto out of the game or you get Verdugo out of the game. That, 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 that provides value to that, to that New York Yankees team. So I really do think the Padres maximize the value that they could get. Were they going to get as good of a package that they got here from the Yankees from the Toronto Blue Jays? I don't, there's question marks. Maybe we'll hear about the Padres. Did they talk to the Blue Jays or, or the Blue Jays just focused on Otani? I thought that the Padres might have, they were probably going to wait till Shohei signed, maybe use some leverage, get other teams involved. But I think they realized that this was the best package that they were going to get. Maybe the Yankees set a deadline and Preller was like, all right, let's just make this deal. Or Preller was like, you know what? We can't wait for Otani. I don't know when he's going to sign. We don't know. We haven't had conversations with him. So let's go make this deal because we need to get going with our offseason. And maybe we can get some starting pitching, some other players, while other teams are waiting on Otani. Maybe that was part of AJ and the Padres thinking. I think once they got the deal that they wanted, they got King, they got Thorpe. That's when they were like, all right, let's go do this. Stop. Let's stop messing around here. Let's just go do it. They'll add in Higashioka too, who will cost less than Gary Sanchez. Okay. Let's go do that as well. I know he's not as great offensively as Gary was, but Gary probably is going to cost $8 million at least a year, I would think. Higashioka, his contract, I'm going to look up his contract right now. How much is he scheduled to make? A little over $2 million. It's only one year of, con one year of control for Higashioka, which is surprising. I thought it was going to be more than that, but a little over $2 million for a backup catcher, someone that can start, no problem, if Luis Camposano goes down. Like, that's a, that's a good piece to add there if you're the Padres. So, I mean, again, some Padres fans, you're going to be pissed off, and I understand being pissed off because you want Juan Soto on this baseball team. I get it. And if Trent Grisham could only play defense, that would be great, too, to have him on this baseball team. But the Padres just had certain circumstances here, their situation, they needed to make the best that they could out of it. And so this is them trying to do that. If you want to join the show, you can click that link that's pinned up at the top of the chat. I want to go through, I'm going to get to the chat here, but just want to go through some of the numbers that the Padres provided here in their press release. King, 28 years old, two years of control, posted a 4-8 and eight record with six saves, 2.75 ERA in 49 games for the Yankees in 2023. Only pitcher in Major League Baseball the last season and just the second pitcher in Yankees franchise history to record at least five saves and make at least five starts in a single season. It's like having another Nick Martinez, a better Nick Martinez, at least last year, a better Nick Martinez on your team. And you get him for this year and for next year. As a reliever, posted a 308 ERA in 40 appearances. As a starter, a 223 ERA in 40 and a third innings pitch, 10 earned runs allowed. Lefties hit 179 off of him. Righties hit 259. So really good against lefties. He was selected by the Marlins, 12th round of the draft before being traded to the Yankees. Traded to the Yankees in 2017, drafted in 2016. Uh, Johnny Burrito made his big league debut in 2023, went nine and seven with a with one save, 428 ERA, 25 appearances, over five separate stints with the Yankees. 
25-year-old went 6-1, and one, one save, a 1-4-3 ERA in 12 relief appearances, 6-3-2 ERA in 13 starts. But it was his first year in the big leagues. And another thing about this is them getting these arms, Ruben Niebla. Ruben Niebla is one of the best pitching coaches in baseball. We know he has already helped other Padres pitchers come in and be a better version of themselves or get back to being the better version of themselves than where they were in their previous stop. So maybe he can help Johnny Burrito and Randy Vasquez out and help them be better than what they were with the New York Yankees. Vasquez made his big league debut against the Padres, May 26. He's 25 years old, 2.87 ERA in 11 games last season. So smaller sample size. Uh, but he is one of the top 15 Yankees prospects, number 13 before this deal, I believe, according to MLB.com. As a starter, had a 2-4-2 ERA in over 22 innings, allowed two or fewer runs in each of his five starts. Thorpe, pro debut in 2023, Yankees minor league pitching prospect of the year this past season. 14-2 was his record, 2-5-2 ERA in 23 starts between single-A Hudson Valley and double-A Somerset. Led all Yankees minor league pitchers in wins, ERA, strikeouts, .98 whip, 200 opponents batting average, 11.76 strikeouts per nine. Higashioka, 33 years old, hit 236. He's not going to give you a bunch of power, hit for a ton of uh, great average. But what backup catcher is able to do that? You know, I believe he caught a lot for Garrett Cole, who was the ace of the Yankees. There is the ace of the Yankees, obviously. So, I mean, he's able to catch top-notch pitchers. You know, Campy, I thought he did well catching last year. I think he made progress. But when he needs days off, Higashioka, can, Higashioka I'm not going to say that every time. I'm going to call him Higgy. That's what Yankees fans call him. I'll call him Higgy. Um, you know, he was able to fill in really well when injuries happen. He can play every day if you need him to during certain stretches of the season when someone goes down. I believe Trevino had an injury last year for the Yankees, and he caught a lot in, I want to say, May and it might have been July that he caught a lot. So he can do that. All right, getting to the chat here, JD's third says, Padres didn't have the money to spend, Ben. We are done spending. We didn't save Soto's salary. We never had the money. 170 to $200 million is the target. Well, guess what? Where's their payroll at right now? If they saved 30 plus million dollars from this trade, let's say, because it's not like some of these, some of these guys aren't making a ton of money. So let's actually go through that. How much, unless it's been tweeted out already, how much money did the Padres save in this deal? I'm going to go to Michael King contract. That's 3.1 mil. Higashioka contract. What did I say? It was like a little over $2 million. $2.2 million. And then Randy Vasquez contract. He's, he's He has to be making the rookie minimum, right? Him and Brito, $720,000. He's pre-arb. Him and Brito. And then Thorpe's a minor leaguer. So you add that up, what's that? A million and a half. I'm not great at math, but a million and a half between Vasquez and Brito, and then 2.2 mil there. 2.2 from Higashi, you have Higashioka, 
and then you add Michael King's contract, right, for this year, which is 3.1 expected in arbitration. That's $6.8 million. And the Padres, they saved what? So they, you know, $39 million went to the Yankees minus the 6.8. So 32, a little over $32 million that they saved there. 189 minus the 32.2, 156.8. So 200 minus 156.8, and that's 43.2. That's that's a good amount of room to spend before they get to that $200 million number. $43 million of room by dealing two players in this deal and getting back three arms at the big league level, a catcher. So there's, there's some holes that you don't have to go panic and fill. You need more starting pitching, no doubt. You need to replace a couple outfielders. But... There's a lot more flexibility. They're going to spend. And yeah, in terms of JD's third, to address your super chat, I appreciate the super chat, by the way. Thank you so much. I will get to all the super chats. You jump to the front of the line. It makes it very easy for me to see your comments when you do that. Supports the channel. So again, greatly appreciate that. JD's third says here, Padres didn't have the money to spend on Soto, like long-term. Yeah, because they already had locked up other guys. That was pretty apparent. We knew that. But they're not done spending. Like, they're going to spend this offseason. They're not going to spend a $250 million, but they're going to spend. I'm not sitting here promising that they're going to go get Yoshinobu Yamamoto. They're not. I'm not saying they're going to go get Blake Snell or bring back Josh Hader. Not saying that I would even really want him back, uh, at a, especially at a huge salary. But they're going to go get guys. They're not just going to sit here and trade for no names. They're going to go get guys. So they're going to spend. This was the first domino. This isn't like the big only move that they're going to make. This is the big move, but it's not like it's the only move they're going to make and they're just going to have minor leaguers go play. They're going to go sign. They're going to use this money that just got freed up to get to around $200 million. According to reports, that's what's going to happen. JD's third says, Eric only kept AJ to trade Soto. He's not on the hook. Well, no. Eric Kutsenda is who JD's third is talking about here. AJ was going to be here regardless. They already made that decision before Peter Seidler ended up passing away. That decision already had been made. And yeah, Preller needs to win this year. If he doesn't win this year, I promise you this, Eric Kutsenda does not like AJ Preller as much as Peter Seidler liked AJ Preller. And Eric Grubner, I don't think, likes AJ Preller as much as Peter Seidler liked AJ Preller. Nobody likes AJ Preller as much as Peter Seidler liked A.J. Preller. Or at least I'll say it this way. Nobody had more faith in A.J. Preller than Peter Seidler, right? So, yeah, there's pressure on him to win. There's pressure on Mike Schilt to help manage this team to the postseason because he is only on a two-year contract. Eating one year of a deal, they can do that. So, yeah, it's, it's big. It's a big year for this Padres team. Don't listen to Tom Verducci about, oh, World Series run, they're they're pushed for a World Series, it's done. Okay, maybe with the with Juan Soto on the team. But no, we should still have expectations for this team to be a postseason team next year. Just because they missed the postseason this last year doesn't mean that we can just sit here and let them off the hook. No, there's expectations. There's still a lot of talent on this baseball team. 
And I truly believe that there's still a lot of talent on this baseball team. And Preller's going to make moves to make this team better. And Mike Schilt, I think he's the right guy to be the manager of this team. And at this point in time, with who's running the show, I, I still have faith in where they're at. And I'm choosing to look at this glass half full. My cousin is not. Uh, Jacob says we're in deep S, by the way. <laughs> Can't let a future Hall of Famer walk for that package. But you can. And you didn't let him walk because letting him walk means you don't get anything back. You acquired a starting pitcher and a guy that could be, that could be an impact high leverage reliever if it doesn't work out. You acquired a couple arms to be relievers or be starters. You acquired the Yankees' top pitching prospect. You acquired a backup catcher. You freed yourself of a lot of money where you can go spend on other parts of the roster. They can win a World Series. They can get to the postseason without Juan Soto. Maybe some Padres fans think that that's impossible. But trust me, they can get to the postseason without Juan Soto on the baseball team. So, look, I get it. Padres fans, they want Juan Soto on their team. But would you rather have Juan Soto on the team and have a rotation made up of Musgrove, Darvish, Avila, Waldron, and Jacob Junis or Tyler Malley? Or would you rather have Juan Soto not on the team, Trent Grisham not on the team, and you can go get a couple outfielders that are on lesser deals? Sure, not as good as Juan Soto, but you still have Manny and Tatis and Bogarts and Crony and Kim and Campy in this lineup, and you can go get a better rotation. And you can get more of a complete roster. All right, Jacob, if you want to join the show, dude, feel free to join the show. Um, for anyone that was here in the early days of the show, uh, Jacob obviously would be my co-host a lot. So huge Padres fan, obviously, there. Um, Jose is here in the green room. He wants to join the show. What's up, man? Hello. Can you hear me? Yep, I got you. Hey, man, how you doing tonight? I'm doing all right. How about you? Ah, this trade, the guys me messed up, man, because I remember when I was at school like a year ago or so, and the news was out there that we had traded for Soto. And the whole media, everything, every storyline was about us and all the graphics that you see right now about the Yankees with Soto and the pinstripes and everything. It was him in our jersey. And it's so weird seeing that, you know, on a new team. But I, I, realistic, I realistically side with like how you are putting it like it had to be done to save what we want to continue doing with the organization because mm -hmm. either we did this right now and flipped them for as much value as we could to you know fix the rotation replenish the farm system or we would have had a very mediocre 2024 with not much to spend and we would have either let them walk for free or we would have flipped them at the deadline for much less value so it's like yeah that makes sense and um, let's say let's say they let it go to the deadline, right? And the Padres are three games back, like they were at the deadline this past year, I think. But three right. games under 500, they're still kind of in it. You see the talent on the team. They're not going to trade Soto then, right? Like, no, nope. no. So this was the time to do it. Maybe you say last off, last uh, before last deadline was the time to do it with Snell and Hater, but the Padres weren't going to do that. Um, and I guess I understand it with the, the circumstances there. But yeah, this was the time to do it. And I think this is the best package that they could have gotten back. Right. So what I what I want to ask is, 
So you said we freed up like 40 to 50 million or so of like what we could spend around there. Yeah. What do you see us going out to try and get with that? Or like by priority, I guess. Well, starting pitching first. Right. And then before bullpen, because they just picked up a couple relievers here with Rito mm-hmm. and Vasquez. I'm not saying they're guaranteed to be on the roster next year on opening day, but it feels like they will be. Mm-hmm. I think I think that starting pitching and then outfield, because you don't have a left fielder, you don't have a center fielder. I don't think Jacob Marcy will be the opening day center fielder. So mm-hmm. I expect them to go after Jung-Hoo Lee uh, from overseas. Uh, he's projected to get like a five-year, $50 million contract. They have room to do that now. Mm-hmm. Um, starting pitching-wise, I could see them go get someone like Jack Flaherty on a one-year upside prove it deal he's pitched really well under mike schilt before let mm-hmm. ruben niebla work with him i'm not going to rule out them going and getting a, a big starter via trade and right. maybe preller feels the pressure and goes and gets someone even if it's someone that's under control for one year or a team like the miami marlins that has numerous guys that are under control for multiple years and i could see something like that so starting mm-hmm. pitching outfield definitely i think are the priorities here because the rotation right now if we look at it right now it's musgrove it's darvish it's michael king and then who else it's pedro matt waldron if you had to make a rotation of five that's the five right now and Mm -hmm. then you have vasquez you have uh brito you have de los santos you have suarez you have wilson you have cosgrove probably forgetting some others maybe ray curry you put in there those are the guys that you have in the bullpen right now. So mm-hmm. the bullpen, I think, is okay, and I think it could improve, obviously, and that's something that I wouldn't be surprised to see the Padres try to do here this offseason. But, yeah, starting pitching and outfielders. I think the bigger name could come from the outfield. Jung-Hoo Lee. I, 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 I don't see the Padres going and getting Yamamoto or mm-hmm. bringing back Snell. Like, I think someone made this point in the previous live stream today. You don't clear up 30 plus million dollars of room in a trade just to go give one guy 30 plus million dollars. Like mm-hmm. you're going to you're going to spread it out here. So don't don't get your hopes up for some huge player. Uh, that's not I don't see that happening. Maybe it was mm-hmm. a huge player, you know, when they were in their prime, but or at one point for a year, but yeah, it's not going to be like that. Yeah, just a heads up. I'm seeing right now from 97.3 The Fan that they have a presser for AJ Preller. Preller, yeah. Preller's going to be speaking today. Is that going to be within like the next 10 minutes? I think so, because it says 97.3 The Fan is saying we'll have the video from AJ shortly after the conclusion of his press. Oh, no, wait, never mind. Yeah, no. uh, Sammy Levy is saying Preller will speak here shortly, so I'm guessing. Okay. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm seeing that same picture right now. It's just a MLB backdrop. ESPN, 97.3 The Fan, SNY, MLB Network has mics there. So I assume it's happening pretty soon. So we'll see what he says there. Um, but, yeah, thanks so much for the time, Jose. Appreciate it. Oh, wait. Quick question. Final question? Yeah, yeah. All right. I, I know this might be a little uh, sentimental because he's your favorite player, but do you see us flipping crony? Because he's, he's on the trade block apparently. So I don't know what I'm hearing. Yeah, so it's a possibility for sure. Um, I think that – it would have to be where the Padres get someone like upside from mm-hmm. another team. I don't think it would just be, it's going to be played off as like a salary dump. Yeah. I mean, Cronenworth's contract hasn't even started yet. Like yeah. I understand it. It's a bad look for the front office, 
if they do trade Jake Cronenworth. I think mm-hmm. that he's going to bounce back. Um, but yeah, I think for them to do it, I don't think they should just do it in a salary dump. Like they've cleared some room here and they have some more flexibility here to go out about their business. I think if you're going to deal them, you got to get someone back that you can show to the fan base like, oh, this is actually a, a good starting pitcher or this is a good impact player or someone that has done it before has the upside, not some random double A prospect that's not going to help the team. I feel like if you're trading Crony, they've got to, it's got to be major league pieces or a major league piece. And I, I just wonder what his market is. And I don't know how much money the Padres would have to eat from that. I don't think it's too, it's not too ridiculous of a contract per year. So I don't think that they would have to eat too much of the deal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're, we're going to see the Jake Cronoworth rumors still. I don't think that that's going to be shut down. Right. And, you know, Preller, he always keeps his mind open to everything. So, yeah, I, I would be surprised if Cronoworth gets dealt because of that contract, but mm-hmm. I would not be shocked. Cool. Yeah, bro. Thank you so much for the time. Yeah, have a good night. All right. I see Tommy is in here as well. Uh, if Tommy wants to join the show, I will click on him now. And let's see if Tommy wants to join the show. You are muted, Tommy. So unmute if you do want to join the show. What's up, man? Hey, good evening. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you. Um, Yeah, I just wanted to join because I was, you know, I was listening in for a little while. And uh, I see a lot of the comments, too, that, you know, we feel like it's a great C that we're returning and the Yankees are getting grade A. But I really feel like with that 43 million that just opened up. I mean, it opens up so much more to like the rotation that we can get uh, to the batters that we can get, especially looking at Lee. I mean, if we can land Lee, I mean, that in itself is worth the return. I mean, what are your thoughts with the 43 million and what people are saying? Yeah, it's just though, what I would say about Lee though, is there's the question mark there is how long is it going to take for him to develop? Is he going to be able to hit fastball pitching immediately? Because if you're going to get Lee, he's a starting outfielder for you, and you need him to perform. You have offense. You have talent in this offense. But I think that while the Padres could bring him in, I think that if they're going to bring him in, bring someone else in that has hit Major League Pitching before to be your other outfielder so Padres fans can have some more confidence, at least in that guy. You have confidence in Tatis. I think Padres fans have confidence in Manny. I think they should have confidence in Bogarts when he's healthy. He's a good hitter. Um, have confidence in Kim. So there's talent there. Uh, but yeah, I think that the flexibility here is something that the Padres were de- definitely aiming for in this deal. And they got it. And they got back from some, I think, some impactful arms and a pretty darn good backup catcher in this deal. They got back a top pitching prospect that can help. And I know fans don't want to hear about in the future, but the Padres need to start producing these guys in the future. So Hopefully, he is going to be a big part of the Padres' future here. Um, it's going to be interesting to see who they go after. I, I don't think that starting pitching is going to be something where you're going to see these long-term deals because I think that they're going to maybe bridge these, have the bridge be these pitchers that they bring in before Lesko and Snelling and Iriarte and Mazur. Not all of them are going to pan out, but they should get the chance at the big league level because that's going to really save the headache from A.J. Preller or whoever's running this team uh, in the future here for years to come past 2024. So one-year, two-year deals, I think, is what we'll probably be seeing starting pitching-wise here from additions from the Padres. 
Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for clearing up a lot of things too. And, and I, I really feel like it could be a good year with what we got going on. Uh, I mean, like releasing all that money. I mean, it's going to go a long way. I feel like one year left with Soto. I mean, how much can we get, especially with the rotation that you mentioned already earlier? I mean, there's only so much you can do with that. I mean, they didn't do it last year. When we look, we had the Blake Snells, we had the haters. I mean, we had a full yeah. lineup. And what do we produce? So yeah, I, I mean, that's- it's a good, it's a good point for sure. Yeah, Snell, Cy Young, Hater, when he was on the mound, was great for the most part. You have Soto with the 900 plus OPS. You have Ha Sung Kim having his best year yet. I know that there was downsides from a lot of other guys, and that's part of the reason why they didn't make the postseason. But you had all that, and you still didn't make the postseason. You had Soto. He's probably going to have a better year at Yankee Stadium than he did at Petco Park. Part of that's going to be the ballpark. Maybe it's going to be being in the AL East and other ballparks there. And I'm fully prepared for him to have a great walk year before going to free agency. But Soto was still pretty darn good for the Padres last year, and they didn't make the postseason. Like, it's still doable for them to make the postseason without him. And again, like I said earlier, this was the Padres making the best out of the situation. And it sucks that Soto's not on the team, but this is they just had to do it if they wanted to improve their chances for this year and beyond. Very true. Well, thank you again. I hope you have a good night and go Padres. Of course. Thank you so much, Tommy, for the time. You too. Have a great night. All right. Getting to James here with the Super Chat. I'm not going to be able to get to all the comments. There's over 300 people in here. By far the most, I think, that I've had in a live stream. So I appreciate everyone. I'm not someone that sits here and says subscribe and all that. Like and subscribe, you know, for every video. If you like the content, if you like my perspective, then you'll subscribe, you'll like. But on a big night like this where maybe I get some new audience, I would appreciate it if you do subscribe. If you do like the video or at least comment in the video. I love, I try to read all the comments on YouTube. I don't just post a video and then not go back. I look at the comments. I reply to people. I love having Padre fans on the show. For During the season, it's pregame thoughts, postgame reactions, daily Padres content for the most part. Um, and during the offseason, I've been doing almost daily shows, almost daily Padres content. There's San Diego sports stuff as well with San Diego State and San Diego Wave and uh, the new MLS team when that gets started up. So hopefully everyone will join me on this ride as well. James says here, anyway, you swing it. At the end of the day, we traded away our best offensive player and Preller needs to be fired now. X should have been traded instead. Here's the problem with that. Xander has a no trade clause. Who's going to take on the $250 million left on that Xander Bogarts contract? No one wants to pay Xander till he's 40 years old. You know? Yeah, it was a overpay. It was something that they didn't need to do. But no one's going to take that. So let's get that out of our heads. Xander should have been traded. That's not going to happen. It wasn't going to happen. That's not realistic. And yes, we traded away our best offensive player. I understand that. But Manny Machado could have an MVP season next year. He could get back to being the guy he was in 2022. Like, we don't know what he's going to be next year. You know, technically, we don't know what Soto's going to be. We have a feeling what he's going to be. But I would think that Manny's going to have a bounce back year this next year. You think he's not going to be motivated? I I think he'll be motivated. Xander Bogarts, if he's healthy, when he was healthy this year, he was a good hitter. Maybe people forget that, but he was a good hitter when he was healthy. And Ha-Sung Kim, if he's still on the team, I think that he's going to keep making progress. Jake Cronenworth's not going to be as bad as he was this past year. 
So there's ways. If you choose to look at this glass half full, which I hope that Padres fans can do here, and I understand if you don't want to, but I hope that you do at some point, there's reasons to believe that this Padres team can still be a postseason team, even if they got rid of their best offensive player. You know, I, I go back to the Bryce Harper thing with the Nationals. They, yes, you could say, well, they had a bunch of pitching and they had a bunch of talent on their team. There's still talent on this Padres team as well. Is Manny Machado better than Anthony Rendon? I think he is. Yeah, they had Juan Soto. Padres have Fernando Tatis Jr. in the outfield. Nats had Trey Turner. Okay, Padres have Xander Bogarts. And if he can stay healthy, he can produce, I think, like how Trey Turner produced in 2019. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think he could do that. And yeah, do the Nats have better starting pitching? Yeah, they do. But who knows what the starting pitching is going to look like by spring training here in 2024. James says, best case scenario is we sign Soto in 2025. I'm not even thinking about that. I don't think that's going to happen. If they thought that they could sign him, wouldn't they have offered him an extension? There's no one reporting that they even offered Soto an extension. Like they under, they knew that they weren't going to keep Soto, so they had to make the best out of the situation. Andrew says here, I do like getting rid of Grisham. It was time for him to go. Yeah, I mean, I could watch that guy. As someone that played center field, I love watching Trent Grisham play center field. Absolutely love it. Doesn't have the best arm, but he can go get it. I love watching him play. But offensively, they need more out of that spot. You got Average is not everything, but when you're hitting under 200, that does tell a story. It definitely does tell a story. Uh, we should have gotten an offensive player in return. I mean, the Padres clearly identified the pitching as the strong suit from the Yankees. And offensively, who are they going to get back? Like, I'll ask you this question then. If you wanted offense back from the Yankees, who did you want back realistically that was going to be an offensive player? Everson Prayer is not an offensive player. Is there upside there? Sure, but he doesn't have the power, or at least he hasn't showed that at the big league level. As well, the Cabrera doesn't have power. Dominguez is hurt, and that's not realistic. Spencer Jones isn't big league ready, and that's not realistic. They're not going to give you John Carlos Stanton, or at least the Padres wouldn't want John Carlos Stanton's contract. They're not giving you Aaron Judge. Verdugo, maybe you could have gotten. Maybe. But if you look at him and Grisham's numbers, at least like war, it's kind of comparable. Verdugo's the better offensive player, but it's not a ton of power from Alex Verdugo. And him at Petco Park, I don't know how good he would have done at Petco Park. So, like, I think the Padres, again, they maximized the return. They identified what was best to get from the Yankees, and that was pitching, clearly. It was not position players. It was pitching. And then they got, they got Higgy uh, on top of that. Um, continuing to go through the chat here. Yeah, Irie is someone that's a longtime viewer, supporter of the channel. They have wanted Trent to be gone for a while. So, yeah, I'm sure you're happy. About that. Yes, Passon tweeted. I did see that confirming the news. Everyone's confirmed it. AJ Preller is going to be speaking to the media. Uh, I'll probably have a reaction to that if there's anything notable that he says. But I'm going to have to go watch what he says. So this episode will be done by the time that AJ Preller, I think, is done. Actually, Preller just started sharing his thoughts. The New York Post just tweeted this out. This is from SNY. 
Yeah, sure seems like it's been a long day for AJ Preller. So here, actually, before, yeah, uh, should I play it from my iPad or just play it from? I'm going to go find the video here. I think SNY has it. AJ Preller speaking to the media. Yeah. They, okay. So I'm just going to go in order of how it was uploaded here. All right. So here is AJ Preller. AJ Preller giving his thoughts on trading Juan Soto to the New York Yankees. Yeah, I mean it's a uh, is uh, again like trading putting you know, impact a lane you know perennial All Star Hall of Fame type player. Those are you, know, you like you like when you're acquiring those type of players for sure. But uh, again, I think for us, you know looking at our roster, our team, a lot of different ways to go win games. Uh, we've talked about it as a group overall, um, you know, over the course of the last few months, getting ready for the off season, you know, we needed, needed pitching. We knew we had the free agents, uh, you know, and, and some free agent defections here this off, this off season and just kind of round out the roster. And again, get, get some pitchers that from, you know, from, from our perspective, they're going to be with us for, for, for the next four or five years and, you know, a group that we can build with. So, yeah, it's very difficult to, to make a deal where you're, we're trading a player the Cowboy Juan Soto. But if we did that, we wanted to make sure we shored up a bunch of needs. We were able to get some depth with quality. I mean, I think uh, we'll talk about it, I'm sure. But, you know, Michael King, Drew Thorpe, um, you know, just to name two. We think we think really highly of these guys. All right. So there's A.J. Preller. And I agree with what he's saying about the guys that they value with Michael King and Drew Thorpe and guys that can be with this organization for the next four or five years. And he's talking about Drew Thorpe there. Not necessarily Michael King, but he is talking about Drew Thorpe, Randy Vasquez, Brito. Higashioka's not a long-term guy, but that's just backup catcher. It was an extra add-on. And here is A.J. Preller talking about the addition of Michael King, talking about more starting pitching that they added here, the main big starting pitcher that they added here. Once King got into the rotation with the Yankees, what did you see from him from the scouting perspective about his repertoire and how it plays in a rotation setting? Yeah, it was really exciting. I mean, I think uh, all of our scouts that, that were going, you know, had gone in really in the last few years. I talked about as one of the more impactful relievers and combination of, of stuff with the with command. You know, really, you know, from a two seam fastball, you know, the, the wide slider, the changeup. He's got multiple pitches and, and weapons, and then. We probably got I don't know three or four looks at him down the stretches from you know when he started, and you know he's one of the better relievers in the league last year, and honestly in the last two months of the season he's one of the top starters. So um, you know I think we're going to explore the starting option with him. It sounds like it's something he's always wanted to do, has done in the past at least in the minor leagues, um, and he was he was very good at it here this year. So I, I think we're we're excited about you know looking at a rotation with you know with you Darvish, Joe Musgrove, Michael King, and, and building on that. All right, so there you go. You heard it from himself. The man himself, Musgrove, Darvish, King, looking to build on that. And I don't know about you, but I that reminded me of him talking about Seth Lugo. Someone that seems like he always has wanted to start, has the talent to do that, maybe didn't get the greatest opportunity to do that with the New York Yankees at the big league 
level. Seth Lugo, obviously, with the New York Mets. But someone that has the talent, posted the sub-3 ERA this past year. 49 games, only nine starts, over 100 innings. And let's see how many games he started at the minor league level. As a starter, let's see, 2016, or this is back in college, 16 starts there. So he came up as a starting pitcher. He made, in 2017, he made 25 starts. 2018, he made 24 starts. And then since then, it was more, lesser starts. He, he geared himself more to being a reliever. Yankees probably told him to be more of a reliever. And that, that may have been, I'm not going to act like I know a ton about the Yankees' rotation options since Michael King has been brought up, but that might not have been like, oh, Michael King, you're not a starter, you're not good enough, because he was in the rotation. They planned on having him in the rotation this next year in 2024, but maybe just the composition of the roster, hey, these guys, we know that they can be starting pitchers. You're valuable to us in the bullpen. Let's go put you in the bullpen. Here is A.J. Preller continuing to talk to the media. Brian Cashman says, Brian Cashman, Yankees were aggressive in negotiating for Juan Soto. Here is AJ. How aggressive Yeah, they were they were aggressive. I mean, I think they they clearly made it known that uh, you know that that this was a deal and, and a player. I mean, I think Brian's pretty direct, and I think they were pretty clear. And and, and you know, again, I think everybody understood they had a need. You know. Juan is an incredible player and fit the need really well. So when you have two teams that line up and, um, you know, you have a team that's calling you consistently, you usually get a feel that this is something that has a chance to happen. And, um, you know, ultimately, hopefully, hopefully it's a deal that works out for both sides. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I sure hope it works out for the Padres. And, you know, Jim Russell's probably going to be tweeting a bunch of highlights of, Juan Soto hitting home runs and all that, you know, because that's his bit. But I'm going to be tracking what Drew Thorpe is doing in the minor leagues, and hopefully he can help this Padres team in the future and be an ace of this staff. And hopefully Michael King can be like Seth Lugo. Because if he is, I'm gonna, I'll take that as a starting pitcher in our rotation. And again, I feel like some Padres fans are thinking like, they're just solely focused on this deal. And, oh, the main piece they got back was Michael King and a guy that's not going to help us in 2024 in the rotation. Those are the main pieces they got back. So this trade sucks. And why is Soto not on the Padres? This is stupid. But it's not just about the trade. They got arms back, but it's more about what will allow them to go build more of a complete roster now. This is just the first domino. It's not like this is the only domino. This was the first domino that had to happen before the real offseason could start for the Padres. So now it's about what are they going to do now that they have 30 plus million dollars of room to go about their business? What are they going to do? That's the question here. What did I say? They have 40, 40 plus million dollars of room now? It might be 30 plus. I know it's 30 plus million dollars of room that they have. That's what it's about. What are they going to do with that? And we'll see. You know, I, 
I know I'm just saying we'll see, and I wish that I had a better answer for you as to what the Padres are going to do. I know what their priorities are, but A.J. Preller is unpredictable. It's pretty hard to predict what he is going to do. Michael here with the Super Chat. Jung-Hoo Lee, number one priority. Imanaga, Matsui. Welcome back, Snell. Next first baseman. Cronoworth traded. Appreciate, uh, appreciate, what the heck? Appreciate the content. Keep it up. Hashtag keep the faith. That's what I'm trying to do right now is keep the faith. Thank you, Michael, for this super chat. Really appreciate it. Lee, I don't think he's the number one priority, maybe outfield-wise for the Padres, but a starting pitcher needs to be the Padres' top priority, I would think. I know that they don't have a center fielder. They don't have a left fielder right now, but there are guys that they can go get to play center field Maybe they go get someone like Kevin Kiermaier or they get into the Michael A. Taylor market for someone to go like him to go play center field. They keep Tatis in right field, comfortable, arm, range. It seems like that's where he wants to play now, even though it, he wanted to play in center. Now it feels like he wants to play in right field after spending a full, almost a full season in right field with the Padres. But like starting pitching, you're not going to win without pitching. So pitching still needs to be the priority, in my opinion over position players, but Preller, the Padres, they can do two things at the same time. Imanaga, interesting. That is, I believe he's a reliever, right? So, yeah, I think the Padres are going to show interest in someone like that, and they're going to show interest in um, probably some veteran guys. But, you know, Preller, that's another thing that I trust. Some, some things I don't trust a ton with AJ about. But relief help, getting relief help, that's something. That's an area I do trust AJ Preller. And acquiring starting pitching, I do trust AJ Preller. I mean, look at look at some of his past moves. Acquiring starting pitching here: Snell, Musgrove, Darvish, Lugo, Waka. That's five right there. That's pretty good, right? I mean, there's there is a little bit of a history there in acquiring some pretty good starting pitchers and. Have they won those deals? I would say they've won all of those deals. And the bullpen doesn't seem it doesn't seem to matter who goes. It seemed like there's usually always a good closer, pretty good high leverage guys. So I do trust AJ with that. Cronenworth traded. That's I think going to be a big question mark. If he is dealt, that opens up more money. I think that opens the door for a Hassan Kim extension, obviously. Then, and I think Padre fans, a lot of Padres fans, want that over having Cronenworth long term. But I think that's also us emotionally reacting as well because we saw Cronenworth at first base this past year, had a bad year offensively. He'll say that. And we saw Hassan Kim continue to get better, and he's about to be a free agent. And he's a fan favorite, and I understand that. Um, but I still believe that Crony can bounce back. He has versatility, and he's not someone that's going to sit there and be like, oh, I got this contract, I'm just going to sit back and keep doing what I was doing even though it's not working. No, he's going to work his butt off to get better. Um, so I don't think Cronenworth's going to get traded, but it's going to be a talking point. I wouldn't be shocked. I would be surprised if that makes sense. Because I just don't see someone being so willing to take on the contract and give the Padres someone that can go help at the big league level right now that has like the upside and like is a real impactful guy. I don't see that happening. AJ Preller, according to John Morosi, said here, Juan Soto is a future Hall of Famer. I'm sure that's going to go over well with 
some Padres fans. Why are you trading a future Hall of Famer then? But again, this is the situation that the Padres were in. We knew that this deal was going to happen. It had to happen. At least if you wanted some sort of a, a rotation, a better rotation. Um, maybe some guys that we could rely upon more than whoever A.J. Preller was going to go get with $11 million of, of room to go about his business. Annie Halbrin said, other Preller points regarding the trade, still looking for pitching, opens up opportunities for guys in the farm system to earn. You know, meaning like guys in AAA and prospects to come up, help the big league team. Signing Soto to an extension would have come with a cost, and this opens up the ability to have more controllable players. Well, what I would say to that, AJ, is signing Soto to an extension, that would give you a control, another controllable player, a controllable future Hall of Famer. But I do understand what he's saying. Is like one Juan Soto contract, let's say it's $500 million, you could get five controllable players for that on $100 million contracts. Now, that's probably not the route they're going to go, but I'm just saying, like, that's how much Soto was going to cost. That's the cost that AJ is referring to there. So hopefully, Michael, I answered your questions there at least a little bit, but we will talk about this a lot this offseason. Uh, SeatGeek code talking Friars, $20 off your order. Underdog Fantasy, 100% deposit match up to $100. Check out Gagleon Bros, the main sponsor of this show. Great cheesesteaks and garlic fries. Main location is on Friars Road. Click the link in the description for that and the link in the description for Foco and Breaking Tea if you need some gift ideas this these holidays. Go check out Breaking Tea and Foco. Probably you're going to be able to get some Juan Soto Padres shirts discounted, I would assume. I know that there's some Juan Soto jerseys in San Diego that are already discounted. I saw one on social media today that was like 40% off, so... If you still have a Soto fan in your household or you don't care who's on the back and you're okay with wearing a Soto jersey, you could get that at a pretty discounted price there. Um, Spilling Blood says Musgrove is our ace, Clown S. I mean, I like Joe Musgrove. I love Joe Musgrove. He's Him and Crony are my two favorite Padres. I'll ride or die with Joe Musgrove. If there's some... In a postseason game, I will ride with Joe Musgrove. So you can laugh about Joe Musgrove being the ace all you want. Sure, there's a question mark about an injury coming off of last year, but I'll ride with Musgrove. It's the rest of the rotation that I have question marks about. All right, anything that stands out to me here in the chat? My laptop's about to die again, so just going real quick through the chat. Yeah, Sanchez won't be back. Yeah, with Higgy being traded to the Padres, I'd be surprised if Sanchez comes back. There's not a fit there with Campy and then Higashioka. Thank you all. Over 350 people here in this chat. I really, really appreciate the time. My laptop is going to die. I would continue doing this, but... My computer is going to die. I want to get the podcast up for the podcast listeners. I'm just trying to see if there's any more comments that stand out for the last like minute of the show here. That is something. Brent, good point here. We got no lefty bats. 
Who else is looking forward to watching Joey Gallo and left next year? I don't know about maybe Preller's going to express interest in Joey Gallo. But the lefty bats is a good point. I would expect the Padres for outfielders. Maybe not both have to be lefties, but Grish was a lefty. Soto was a lefty. They're going to get lefties in here for sure. Jim says, good job tonight, Ben. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate that. AJ Preller, speaking to the media, did play some of that sound. And yeah, that's how I'm going to end tonight. Thank you all for the time. A lot of time here on stream today. I appreciate everyone's time. Two and a half hours in the morning. I think it was in the morning. Yeah, been a long day. Two and a half hours. And then an hour and a half here, almost. So what is that? Almost four hours of talking to you today. Love it. It was a, a day that we were all expecting to come at some point. This day was going to come. And I think the Padres, as I've said multiple times here tonight, I think they got back the best deal that they could have gotten, considering the circumstances. And now the big question is what's going to happen the rest of the offseason? Part of this, part of the return is going to be important to the big league team, but what's more important here is what are they going to do with the money that they have freed up now to go spend on the rest of the roster?